folding pocket. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. You enjoy it now. Welcome to the Fast and the Curious. I am watching a Zoom screen with Christian Hugill's name appearing. I think he's about to join. Live from Miami. And he's got very, very exciting things to tell us. And some very, very exciting guests ahead of the Miami Grand Prix. I imagine because it's quite humid in Miami. It's quite sweaty. He will be glistening. Keep listening and he'll be glistening. Actually, I can tell you while we're waiting what he has got lined up for us. Lando Norris, Alex Albon, Logan Sargent, plus a very special thing he's heading off to after we finish recording, which I hope is still happening, because when I saw it on the group earlier today, I couldn't believe it. The guy who was already saying it was the best week of his life was about to have that bettered again. Hello, can you hear me? Yay! So this isn't, my mic isn't working, so we're going to have to go off the, just my laptop mic. Sorry. Is that okay? Can you hear me okay? Everything, Christian, is fine. Oh, you've appeared on the screen. Hello. Hello. Hi. You're dressed like Toto Wolf. You look like a team principal. I had a, a very flowery top on yesterday to do all my interview with the drivers. I've got another flowery top for race day, but today's just the short sleeve white shirt because it is bloody hot. I mean, it's what? 11.30 in the morning here and it's 30 degrees Celsius. I told the listeners that you would appear on the screen glistening because it is very humid in Miami. It's so humid. Today, when I'm talking to you guys, which is Friday, it is so hot. <laughs> I love the heat. It's great. Lots of people are complaining, but you will not find me complaining about the heat. So no, I am, I've got pink shorts on, so I'm not totally team principal. Tell us, how are you? What's going on? What's happening? I don't know where to start, to be honest with you. What day is it? It's Friday. I got yes. here on Wednesday, stayed up. So I had like a 20 hour day, stayed up to combat the jet lag, which is what everyone drivers have told us you should do on this podcast before. <laughs> Thursday came to the Hard Rock Stadium, the home of the Miami Dolphins, to see the F1 world. And uh, I am talking to you now from just outside the stadium grounds because uh not allowed to record inside the stadium. So I've had to run outside. Uh, and that is where I'm talking to you now. I'm just outside the home of the Miami Dolphins, the Hard Rock Stadium. You said that the Formula One driver's advice to combat jet lag is to stay up. Is that not advice for top level athletes? And if you, as not a top level athlete, if you need to sleep, you should probably just sleep, no? Well, no, it works. And I've properly adjusted to the time zone. So no, it, it, they are right. I'm borrowing top level athletes advice. It worked. First time in Miami. First time at this Grand Prix, what's the atmosphere like? Take us to Miami, Mr. 305. Mr. 305, checking into the remix. So let's do the city first. I've seen very little of Miami. When you are media at a Grand Prix weekend, there's a bit of a perception that you do what the drivers do and go and have a tour of the city. And some get to, but the reality is I just haven't had a spare moment. So I've travelled from my hotel, which is near the airport, about a 30-minute drive north, and uh, I've not seen much of Miami other than intersections, <laughs> and I keep getting beeped at driving. But apparently that's fine. Apparently everyone beeps. That's just the thing. In terms of the setup, right, I've been media before at Silverstone and Bahrain, and normally everything's in one place. So you get the paddock. That's where we were in episode one and two of this podcast at Silverstone. And then you get the media room. And you get the bit where all the drivers do their interviews and the paddock is where everyone hangs out in between sessions and that's all in one place. Here, 
F1 has been crammed into an American football stadium. The media room, you have to get on a golf shuttle up the stadium. Like, you know, the stadiums go round and you can go upstairs. Or you can just keep going round. So you have to go two floors up the stadium in a golf shuttle to get to the media room. You then have to come back down on the shuttle to get to the paddock, which is where all the garages are. And that connects to the start, finish, straight and the pit lane. But then if you walk under the stadium, so you walk for about 10 minutes away from that area, under the stadium, you're in what they call the team village. So imagine Wembley, imagine whatever your football team stadium is, and imagine on the grass, 10 great big luxury tents. And that is where all the teams have this village of hospitality and posh bits. So that is where they all hang out, like in the stadium, actually in the Miami Dolphin Stadium. And the really cool thing is that when the fans arrive, which they haven't yet, as when I'm speaking to you, they will all be able to go into the top part of the stadium and look down on the drivers all milling about. So it's it's a really unusual setup, but it's a really cool setup. And you've already chatted to some of our favourites, so we're going to hear some of those chats now. So you've managed to get the access. This is this is lovely. And were they was it quite bizarre bumping into our old pals, but in a different part of the world? So bizarre because like we spoke to them in Silverstone when it was freezing, and we're by the side of an airfield in Northampton. It's not particularly glamorous. And then there was a mad moment yesterday where I've not interviewed George Russell yet, but I saw George Russell passing through a part of the stadium. And he looked at me and made eye contact with me and went, oh, hey, mate. It's like, yeah, that's George Russell. OK, that's, that's <laughs> casual. That's mad. Pass, casually chatting to F1 drivers is mad. But no. but the best person to talk to possible while here is, is Logan Sargent, because as you're about to hear, and as we discussed in episode one, he grew up down the road. So I had to have a chat with Logan Sargent. Hey, Logan. How's it going? It's good. I'm very excited to be here. My first race of the season. But I can't imagine how excited you are to be here. But for those who didn't hear your first appearance on our podcast, on episode one when we were at Silverstone and it was freezing cold, the opposite to what it is here, you grew up down the road, didn't you? I grew up down the road. This is a proper backyard race. Um, no, I'm so excited. I'm have friends and family here. I'm going to have a proper good American atmosphere and I know that the American fans always put on a good show so I'm, I'm super excited it's a track I don't know so a, a big hurdle to, to, to get over it's gonna be a hot physical challenging race but um yeah I'm gonna enjoy every second of the weekend make the most of it and uh, hopefully come quality in the race we'll be on it and the last time we spoke to you was in the Williams uh, eSports Center and you did say you were enjoying it which is awesome and are you are you still enjoying it because I know it sounds a really silly question, but there has been so many F1 rookies who found the pressure cookers too mad and they don't enjoy it. But you do seem like you're having a good time. Oh, I'm definitely enjoying it. I'm loving every second of it. The pressure, of course, it's there. It's always going to be there. It doesn't matter how many years you've done it. Just you get more comfortable with that pressure. But yeah, I feel good. I'm learning each and every round. I feel like it's, you know, I, I feel like I just need to keep doing what I'm doing. It's all going to come to me and... I'm going to keep learning as much as I can in these in these first rounds. I thought of you last night because the first thing I did after a delay at the airport was find a beer and burger joint, and it was great. You were right. They know a burger around here. Have you had one? I did. I had, but actually, my dad cooked me a burger first one thing when I got home. Oh, what a man. And he is a phenomenal chef, and uh, he whips up a unbelievable burger, and it was, uh, it was just it was amazing. And just finally... The Miami Dolphin Stadium is where the paddock is. You came 
as a kid watching the Dolphins, didn't you? And now the paddock's in the stadium and your name was on the <laughs> scoreboard earlier, I noticed, for a little drill they were doing with the drivers. It must be really weird, cool, to be in like your home team sports stadium doing F1. No, it's so cool to, to be in, the, in, a, in a stadium I grew up watching the Dolphins at, supporting them for years, uh, to be sat here in my first home F1 race is, is unbelievable and to race around the stadium is even cooler. So I'm pumped up. It's going to be a fun weekend. Listen, me, Greg and Betty are so behind you. We're so excited for you. Go well this weekend. Thank you so much. Lovely to hear from Logan Sargent. Really lovely. And yes, the excitement of him having his name all over the stadium that he used to go to as a kid is this. This is why we wanted to do this podcast to follow these people, invest in them, get get invested in their backstory, and now you know he's going to have a good drive. Did you did you sense confidence? Did you feel like he was ready for a big drive? What's super impressive about Logan is a lot of F one rookies feel huge pressure, but he genuinely and Betty Glover, when we talked to her in a second, will back me up on this. When we talked to him at Williams uh, a month or so ago, when the, in their esports center. Just seems like he's loving it. He just seems to have like he's having the time of his life. And if you enjoy it and and thrive off the pressure rather than let it get to you, you'll have fun. So no, he just seems to be taking it all in. I, I like Logan so much. And he just has this glint in his eye where he's I suppose he's a bit like me in the sense of, well, this is really cool, but I can't quite <laughs> believe I'm doing it. Well, we wish him well for the race on Sunday. And here is Betty Glover. Hi, Betty. Hey, gang. How are you? Yeah, we're good. This is Avengers Assemble from all over the world. Well, I say we're in the UK, but Christian's in Miami. Yeah. And uh, it's nice that we all get together. This is what, what I imagine the podcast to be like. People jetting off, doing various things. And then if we can all get together at the same time, then that would be a bonus. But <laughs> we've had Christian, who's been running around, sorting out microphones and sorting out all his bits for tomorrow and, and Sunday, being quite sweaty because it's all humid over there and the microphone doesn't work. But this is exactly what we wanted. This is what we wanted from this podcast because it's raw and it's happening. We're living for this. Um, I must say, sorry I'm late, guys. Christian, love the sunglasses. He is wearing <laughs> lovely blue kind of spectacles. I can see all sorts of reflections in them. Um, I have just joined after you've played out your chat with Logan Sargent, though. But have you guys seen, and have you spoken about this, the fact that Logan Sargent is in Vogue magazine? Have you seen this? I haven't, but I'm just going to Google it now because I haven't seen that. I knew it happened. And uh, there's a couple of others he's been in as well so as i leave my hotel and i get onto the first intersection there is a massive great big billboard where logan's advertising i think a light beer a light lager <laughs> americans are still learning f1 and it's got a long history in america but the, the modern era of formula one is rising in america all the time so that's amazing for logan that he's getting these opportunities because he could be f America's next F1 superstar, so it's awesome. I'm so happy for it. In fact, the headline says, Logan Sargent, Formula One's new American driver, is ready for his Miami Grand Prix homecoming. No, he's suave, isn't he? He's full of confidences, Logan, as well. But yeah, Christian, how is Miami? I'm sure you've had this chat already, so I don't want to bore anyone. Betty, honestly, it's amazing. Like, it feels like such a different F1 race. And i tell you who I bumped into, Simon Lazenby. Oh. He presents... Sky Sports F1 coverage. He has done since, I think, 2012. Legend. He's been to literally every single Grand Prix there is, right, uh, in the modern era. And even he, yesterday, was stood in the paddock inside the Hard Rock Stadium going, oh, wow, this is cool. You know if someone like Simon, who has literally seen everything in the modern era, is thinking, this is cool, 
you know it's cool. So yeah, it's it is unbelievable. It's uh, I mean it's frantic because like I am also here totally on my own. Betty, Greg, you'll have been in these situations when you're broadcasting, but you're on your own. You've got to go and find this person. You've got to go and find that person. And of course, to other people, this is just totally normal. They do this every week, but I don't. So I'm <laughs> constantly running around, getting lost, finding people, finding microphones, just trying to take it one step at a time and trying not to completely fuck it up, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> well, look, people, people love you. And people from the, who listen to The Fast and the Curious will know that you're an F1 super fan. Nut. No, a nut, but also incredibly knowledgeable and a very talented journalist. So you've got the perfect mixture. You, you, you know what you're doing. You're a fine broadcaster. You know all the detail as well. So it, this is, this is going to be so much fun for you this weekend. So we've heard from Logan Sargent. Shall we hear from Alex Albon now? Betty Glover, what do we always talk to Alex Albon about? Well, we we obviously talk about the amount of cats that he owns, which is a crazy amount of number, and I still cannot get my head around it. And Greg James, a feature of your breakfast show is, of course, Animal News. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, presenting this uh, conversation with Alex Albon in Miami, not just about motorsport, but guys, get ready for some major breaking animal news. Alex Albon, welcome back to The Fast and the Curious. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. Um, I've never been to Miami before. What, okay. do I need, what do I need to know about this place? That's good because also I've only been here once before. I'm sure as you've realised, arriving to this place, it's hot and so humid. hot. And um, it's a bit of a shock to the system when you come here. Get ready for the heat. Okay. Um, they stopped. And that's it. That's, <laughs> just, it's hot. That's it. It's just hot. Well, you look tanned. You don't look like you've been um, away from heat. You've been on the golf course. I am ethnically suited to these conditions. Yes. Um, I would actually say Thailand and Miami are very similar in humidity and okay. heat. Uh, that's not to say that I don't live in Thailand, unfortunately. No, of course. So um, <laughs> fa- I'm fakely used to it. Right. Uh, but I did go to the golf course. Uh, I have a special helmet this weekend. I have a, a, a golf ball helmet. Uh, which is pretty cool. You have to see it at. Last time you were on the podcast, you mentioned that you can't let your girlfriend teach you because it goes yes. wrong. Yes. So how? And you were with your girlfriend, right, in the break playing golf. Exactly. So how did that go? I shot a career best, 83. Nice. Uh, which is very good for me. Her coach now teaches me, which has improved. Good. And I do listen to him over her. So it's all going on the up. Okay. Um, I can see myself going pro in a in a matter of days. <laughs> You, know, you may not be able to race Sunday because you get a call up to the PGA. Uh, Racing-wise, yes. what are you expecting this weekend? I have to say, this track, if you were to draw a circuit that doesn't suit our car, it would look a little bit like the Miami circuit. Ideal, good. Uh, ideal. <laughs> but saying that, we were actually not that bad last year and we scored our, be- our best finishing position, which was ninth. So there's optimism here. We've come off a stretch of good races, good pace. Let's see. Every driver we get on this podcast, one topic tends to capture our listeners' imagination. Your teammate standing behind us, burgers for you. Burgers? Is it? Is it? Does he have a burger obsession? A burger obsession. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's well, very American of him, it, isn't it? He knows he's playing up to the stereotype. But uh, we get so many messages about your cats. Yes. Any more cats? Cats good? I always, I always forget how many I have. Um, we're looking to get a horse, another horse, to accompany the the one horse. Um, oh, this is big. Oh, we have a dog since you last. We tote. So we've added the dog and with long story short, um, there's a in our village there's like a, a village paddock. Yes. And um, there was a there was a horse there that was friends of our horse and they were very friendly and they, they were best friends, la 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 la. So you're adopting the horse? This horse passed away. 
Oh. So our horse is now, our horse is very lonely. Oh. And so we need to find a horse to accompany our horse. So we're going to, we're looking to adopt a horse um, that's also lonely or, you know, just maybe he's retired and has no use and, and a lot of um, horsing companies, I don't know what you call them, stables, they, they when, when the horse isn't being used anymore to, to teach kids or whatever, there's no use for them. So we are looking for a horse to accompany our horse. Okay. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah, well, get, get in the DMs, listeners, if you've got any good horse recommendations. D not in my DMs. No, our DMs. Your DMs. Our DMs. Yeah, I, don't need, I don't need the horse content <laughs> in, in my DMs. <laughs> and very briefly, what breeds the dog, the new dog? Uh, Border Collie. Border Collie. Yes. Okay, so the Alex Albon Animal News is new dog and yes. horse on the way. Yes, um, send in your horse's CV. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, it's job. What is what is history? What is you know what jobs has it done in, in the past? <laughs> it might have a conviction record. It maybe was used as a mule. We we can't have that publicity at Albon uh, Pets. It's bad publicity. Uh, we got to keep we got to keep it clean. I never know where a chat with you is going to go, <laughs> and I love it so much. Uh, Alex, thank you. We'll thank chat you. to you probably soon. Yes, yes, I'll catch you soon. Well, that is sensational. This this is some fantastic work. This is a very happy team principal here. So. The breaking news that I don't think anyone else has got from Alex Albon is he's getting a new horse. Listen, this is why you come to this Formula One podcast. There is no <laughs> other Formula One podcast in the world that an F1 driver is asking for people to send in recommendations for a horse for his family to buy to keep his other horse company. That is really nice, you know, that he's thinking about the other horse and its feelings. Yeah. Interesting, though. I love the hard-hitting journalism that you're doing out there, Christian. Thanks, mate. you gotta, you got to try, haven't you? <laughs> can, you just, can you just post pictures of your horses on Instagram and tag Fast Curious Pod and we'll um, we'll, re we'll repost them. <laughs> I just think it'd be really nice to have just have a load of horses. Well, I'm strongly allergic to horses. Are you? So I've never, yeah, yeah, I can't even touch the fur. I come out in an awful rash, Greg. Oh no, well, <laughs> you can't be going around Alex Albon's house anytime soon then, Christian. You'd be a nightmare. I'll do the dogs, you do the horses and the cats. Oh, uh, do you know what? I'm fine with that. Speaking of dogs, have you bumped into Pitbull yet? I've not seen Pitbull. <laughs> so yesterday in the stadium, there were some American football players with the drivers, I don't know who any of them were, just tall, muscular blokes. I'm not an American football fan, but apparently they were famous. The biggest celeb spot I've seen so far, I only briefly saw him, like literally the back of his head and broad shoulders, was Vin Diesel. And Vin Ooh. Diesel spent some time with Lando Norris. Would you like to hear me talk to our amazing friend, <laughs> Lando Norris, about... And with, trust me, guys, th this interview... Have a listen to the sheer number of topics me and Lando managed to zip through here in the space of a few minutes, including Vin Diesel. Lando Norris, welcome back to hello, Fast hello. and the Curious. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. I'm happy. Uh, season's going a little bit better now. We've got some good points on the board, so enjoyed a few days off and ready to go again. How do you find Miami? I think it's a good place. A lot of celebrities. Have you been celeb spotting? Have I been celeb spotting? Yeah. Do you do that when you're no. a celebrity? No, no, no. I'd rather just go play golf. <laughs> that brings me on to the topic of golf. Plenty of golf courses. I play with Zach, which was, uh, which was good fun. Zach Brown is the McLaren boss, for those he that don't know. Are uh, you allowed to beat the boss? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, he tells me I can, but you know, as uh, so you didn't. Uh, I, th um, I did. I, I can't publicly say. 
no, could I neither confirm. I honestly, I can't remember. I was very, I, no. I think it was a bad day for me. I think he beat me. Okay. You, Unlikely, but yeah. Last time we spoke to you, you'd just come back off some holidays. This time, yeah. you uh, have been playing golf. You, you always seem tanned when we speak I to know, you. I know. This is just from the last couple of days. Great. If you see my upper arm, which I won't show, but if <laughs> you see my upper arm, you know, what's the drumstick? Is it drumstick? You know the, the lollipop? Oh, like you know the one that's like raspberry and then or like the ice cream. What's I've the never five? Heard is it, what's that the ice before? cream? The ice cream, um, not like a fab, is it? Is it a fab? A fab. Pretty sure oh, it's fab. I don't have sprinkles on me, but <laughs> like you know, look beautiful here, and then I'm a bit, you know, lovely skin tone. You're right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. We've got a Google. What she's done? Drumsticks. A drumsticks. The sweets that are sort of red and white. Yeah. Right, so you look yeah, like yeah. a drumstick. But I'm, I wouldn't say I'm red. I'm just no, you're not. Tanned and white. I'm got like a lovely glow. Yeah, thank you. Excellent, good. And the golf's going well because... Uh, no, Al it's not. Not going well. No. Alex Albon... I hate golf currently. I snapped my driver the other day. I just jumped on it because I got so annoyed. Oh, God. It's in the bin. <laughs> I should hope so. Do you play with Alex Albon? Because he gets... Every now and then. We, he said on this podcast that he doesn't let his girlfriend teach him because they argue. But you'd think he'd have an advantage. Oh, she definitely... That. Like, every time I played, you know, she's giving plenty of lessons to him. Yeah, well, her trainer now gives him lessons. So he really, really? should have... An advantage. So he should be like pro soon, basically. He has yes. no excuses, is what you're saying. At no, 100%. And okay, I'll remind him of that next time we play. How are you guys when you play? Uh, I'd say I've beaten him every time, I think, so far. See, this is it. I could be wrong. He might have beaten me once, but that's like once, you know. But he's getting better. Like, he stopped for a while, and I think he's kind of trying to get back into a little bit. So, uh, But we play every now and then in, in Monaco uh, when we can. So, obviously, I've mentioned Miami is a new experience for me, and it's different to the Grand Prix I've been to before. Yeah. Uh, like for example, the paddock is inside yes. of uh, American football stadium. When you guys are going to 23 races uh -huh. a year, does it make a real difference going to places that are a bit different like Miami is? Because yeah. it feels different to me. Does it to you guys? It's just unique, you know? It's just something to look forward to. It's something different. The paddock to the actual pit lane is quite a walk. Yes, it is. But uh, at the same time, yeah, it's just cool, you know? Different atmosphere. It's just a different, different vibe that you get. Um, and then when you're in the paddock, it's normally full, especially come Saturday and Sunday. It's, uh, it's packed with celebs and superstars. And uh, I did some filming with Vin Diesel, some of the Fast and Furious guys. So yeah, it was, was, um, was cool. He's huge. And I think he's 99.9% .9 muscle. Uh, but it was nice to meet him, you know? People like that, you don't get to meet every day. So you it's said pretty the, cool. The Fast and the Furious. The Fast and the Furious. I think they must have stolen our name. No, the Fast, the, but the fast and the Furious 6. or is it, it might be like 9 or yeah, something It's now. about 108 Ten. now, isn't it? It's Fast and... Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll have to have a word but with them about the name. You should probably try to sue them or something. Yeah, I well, I th yeah, I will. We'll, we'll look at that. <laughs> um, in terms of the track, yeah. it was constructed. It basically was like the car park to yeah, the Miami yeah, Dolphin Stadium. What's the track like to drive? Because obviously it's only the second season here. Um, it's all right. I think last year was a bit tough because it was, it was quite a poor tarmac that they used. So very slidey, cars all over the place. You know, like you genuinely have more fun when the car grips more. You know, yeah. you're going quicker, you're more in control. When it's slidey, like no matter what you do, you're just sliding around, and it's it's hard to just you just don't enjoy it. That's well, just what you that's what goes on in the side of the mind of a of a driver. So we know a lot of our listeners are new to F1, and I think they'll be fascinated by the fact that the tarmac can make a difference. Make big, like a huge difference. You know, it can and it will change between. It can be like a 10 second difference between a. A poor tarmac that you just get on normal roads, say, versus um, a proper, like, you know, bitumen, the, the stuff they use in it. Like, when it's a, a good tarmac that provides grip, you can have 5, 10, 15, 20 second differences at times. Um, and it changes the characteristic. 
does it make the tires last two laps or does it make the tires last 20 laps? It can be a massive difference from that side too. So it makes a very big difference, bigger than almost what parts on a car would make. So it's, um, it's a big thing. Uh, and you have to change your driving style sometimes and change the car around it. So tarmac, yeah, makes a bigger difference than probably what people see from the outside. So the, And they've changed the tarmac for this year. Yep. Will you notice the difference in that when you get on to the track for Within practice? half a lap, you'll notice the difference. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How? Because it's drippier and, and better. You, just, you, you how feel, does it feel it. I guess everything that we, we do is based upon our feel. You know, straight away, it's how does it feel as soon as you turn the steering wheel? And you notice that. You notice the, the instant... As soon as you turn the steering wheel for the first time, does the car react to what you're doing or does it take that little, little delay and then it kind of reacts? And then there's so many things that us as drivers and the knowledge you build up since I was, what, eight years old and I started driving, you kind of get that feeling of every instant of what happens when you start to do something. And you have to be preemptive. Like I know as soon as I start to turn, if it grips, the car's gonna do this. If it doesn't grip, it's gonna do that. And I know, I guess, almost every outcome before it happens. That's just the level I guess you have to be if you want to be at one of the, the top in a sport. You got to know like almost what's going to happen before things happen. You got to preempt situations, um, and therefore you're able to react quicker than what other people can. A normal person can. Did you talk to Vin Diesel about tarmac, giving him his tips for his next car chase? Normally, when for us to go quicker down a straight, we upshift. Normally in movies. They downshift. Yes. Fascinating. You know what? You know when you're doing these races down like a drag strip, instead of like suddenly downshifting, I'm like, if you upshift, like when you're at the limit, you upshift, you go quicker. So you should start winning like every race quite I just easily. I love from the now. idea of you going. Mm, I've been watching this car chase. What you ought to be doing is. Like I saw you downchange into like down this straight. What are you doing? What was your what was your thing? What was going through your head at that point, mate? But yeah, that was that was the main thing. And once again, I'll say he was, he's massive. Like, he big almost bloke. winded me. Like, he hugged me and almost winded me, you know? Yeah, I'm not a big man either. He dwarfed me. Just finally, uh, when we last spoke to you, you yeah. said your aim for the season was to basically get in a better position for next yes. season to fight for podiums. You bought an upgrade to the car. McLaren bought an upgrade to the car last weekend in Baku. Seemed to make a positive difference. How are you feeling about the season now? It was a small step in the right direction, that's for sure. It was, it was an upgrade. 100%, it made the car a little bit quicker, 100%. Um, but it's also a, a bit a better baseline for further changes down the road. Um, it's a different philosophy, a different way of kind of understanding how the flow works under the car, um, which gets very complicated, so I'll keep it simple. But uh, a better understanding and then more room for, for improvements down the line. So it's, it's more of a baseline and hopefully in the, in the coming months, we'll be able to further improve what we have and we weren't able to further improve what we previously had, if that makes sense, so. It makes perfect sense. We've done tarmac types, we've done snapping drivers, and we've done being winded in a hug by Vin Diesel. We've yeah. covered a lot there. We've, had, we've covered pretty much racing and <laughs> life in a way. <laughs> well, covered Miami. Well done us. Thank you. We'll check in with you soon. Good luck this weekend. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thank you very much. You haven't got Pitbull, but I do feel like Vin Diesel is from the same realm. The image of Lando Norris sort of being engulfed by Vin Diesel in a hug is I'm surprised he ever came out of that hug alive. He could have been crushed. Surprised he's not broken because Lando's not a big lad and no. Vin Diesel got it. I only saw his shoulder yesterday. It was bigger than my head. Did you try and talk to him? You should have tried to speak to him, Christian. I, no, I literally saw him from afar leaving the complex. Otherwise, Ooh. I would have totally done that. But no, I literally saw him come and go. He is the most confident person I've ever met in my life. Right, so... 
we know you've got to go, and it's some more McLaren-based fun is happening. Christian, would you like to tell the listeners what is happening? They are going to burst when they find out what you're about to do. Right. Providing the timings work, which I think they will, I have got to, right now, run back downstairs, get a lift on a golf buggy to the garages, and I'm hopefully going to be driven round the circuit in a souped-up, insane McLaren at a ridiculously high speed by either uh, McLaren reserve driver Alex Palau, who is coming on the podcast soon. We're going to introduce you to Alex. He's amazing. So that's coming soon. Or former Formula One driver and cousin of arguably the biggest legend of Formula One history, Ayrton Senna, Bruno Senna. Wow. One of them might oh. be about to take me around the track. So I've literally got to go now. Knowing you, how I know you, are you okay? Is your heart still working? Are you going to survive this? Today is so mad because I've not stopped running around. I'm I'm literally shaking like it's actual mad. And then I've got to go into the pit lane and do pit lane reporting for the BBC in the pit lane. Never been in a live pit lane before. No idea what I'm doing. Wildly out of my depth. <laughs> no, you're not. You're going to be fine. We believe in you. The listeners love you. They'll be supporting you. Send Christian loads of messages. Follow him. Listen to him on Five Live over the weekend. Christian, what I'm going to do is just hand the end of the podcast over to you now. So record the bits when you're in the car. We'll, we'll cobble together the highlights of that. We just want to hear you screaming or whatever happens. And then you sign off um, the podcast and then say we'll be back after the Grand Prix to pick up the pieces and uh, work out what, what the hell happened go 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 and do your amazing hot lap and we'll catch up with you soon go on Christian thank you guys love you lot speak to you soon Betty I can't wait to hear what quality of audio we get from a, a very very excited Christian who's just been hurtled around the circuit 150 miles an hour it's going to be worth listening to the end of this podcast believe me we're go- you and I will go now and we'll let him just do whatever he's going to do I think he's so excited that he's going to forget to press record on his phone I don't even know if we're going to get any audio Greg but I just can't <laughs> wait to hear how it's gone because he's he's like an excitable little puppy isn't he my money is on him vomiting yeah <laughs> vomiting he might even <laughs> shit himself he's so excited guys <laughs> <laughs> Holy living God. That was unbelievable. So Bruno Senna, ex-Formula One driver, nephew of Ayrton, the great Ayrton Senna, has just taken me around the track. When you do something like that, the margin of error was tiny. We were going 170 miles per hour, centimetres from the wall, and you can feel in the tyres, the car moving about. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this is terrifying. And Bruno looks as relaxed as anything. Honestly, one of the, I will never forget that. That I will never forget. And it helps me appreciate the skill of these F1 drivers because we were doing it in an awesome McLaren supercar, but an F1 car would be the step above. And you appreciate the talent of these guys that one tiny little mistake and they're in the wall that we were so close to. And, and the acceleration, the way, imagine someone pushing you in the back, full on pushing you, and you're still not getting close to feeling the acceleration. And again, an F1 car be a step above. Unbelievable. I, I, that, I can't think of a better place to end this um, Miami special of the Fast and the Curious. Uh, I will check in with you guys soon with a bit of a post Miami debrief. Enjoy the race and myself, Greg and Betty, will be back with you soon. 
Uh, I'm going to go and stand on the pit lane and talk about cars. Speak to you all soon.